The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. This podcast is produced with Caller Interaction. Follow Dr. Mona Lisa on Facebook and Instagram to be a part of the next podcast taping. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. This is Healthy Living with Dr. Mona Lisa podcast on mindbodyspirit.fm. Network, my name is Dr. Mona Lisa. Today's show is Holiday Heaven or Madness, Medical Intuitive Solutions to Staying Healthy. Tis the season for colds, flus, excessive eating, and the occasional family squabble. How do we get through this happy, to the happy new year? Well, today we have a studio audience during the live taping, and we're going to talk just about that. I remember every year, we always look forward to Christmas. I was raised Catholic, Portuguese Catholic, which is a big deal. And I'm part Jewish, so that's a big deal too. So, you know, the combination is extreme. I remember we used to go to Jesus Savior Church and every year, uh, it was freezing. It was always freezing. And every year, the church would get out, and the crowd would come down the front stairs, and th- there was a traffic on Broadway. And every year, they lost a couple of nuns on the crosswalk. They got run over by a car. I mean, I shouldn't laugh, but it was funny. It's like, you'd think that they would look both ways. I still think about it, and I think, how... Do you get run over as a nun on Christmas Eve? Well, at that point, it was already Christmas Day, but it was midnight mass. Every year we lost one. It was like the combination of holiday heaven or Christmas madness. Such an unbelievable thing. And that's the way it is is you start thinking about the holiday come in October and everybody says, well, you know, wait for the holiday, wait for the holiday, see you in the holidays. <coughs> Save your money. Do you have your holiday list? Where are we going for the holidays? And so there is a psychological and physical um positive nutrient to having a future goal. We know we live longer when we have a future goal. We know that having something to plan for the future, build for the future is helpful. It gives us a purpose. The only thing is, what do you do when the goal ends? So the holiday ends and people slump. Well, it's like pregnancy. You carry this goal inside of you. We're all going to be happy. We're all going to get what we want. We're going to all get along. And then the day comes. And then we may or may not give birth to what we want. And then we have postpartum. And there is a slump. There's also a madness before the moment we give birth to the holiday. 
pregnant women, they clean the counters. Before a holiday, we might clean the house. We might empty the supermarkets of all the food. We may empty the shelves of the stores of goods. However, then afterwards, there's an anticlimactic climax. It's not what you thought because a dream is always different than what it looks like in real life. So how do you live with the ends of the holiday, but also the buildup, the maniacal buildup? That's why I call it holiday heaven or holiday madness, because heaven is a dream. And madness is how you feel when there's a discrepancy between a dream and madness. There is a wonderful song we used to listen to on Friday afternoons in the lab. And we used to work in this blood lab, Naval Blood Research Lab. And I loved it. And every Friday at 5 p.m., they played this song, Everybody's Working for the Weekends. And they played it exactly at 5 p.m. And I waited for it. Everybody's working for the weekend. Everybody's wants a new romance. Hey, hey, hey. I can't sing. The point is, you waited for the weekend because it was a break from monotony. But then on Sunday, it was the, the same grind. You live for the weekend, you live for the holiday every year. And then there's a slump. That's why it's madness. Why is it madness? We shouldn't live for the holidays. They are just moments. And if we do, we don't have the life. But they are important. When I got breast cancer in 2006, I had this weird feeling that I had to have something to look forward to, like a holiday. I had to have something to live forward to, to make me last. It's like having, you have to get through the week to Friday. You have to get through the year to the holidays. If we can only make it to the holiday, because then we get to blah, blah, blah. We get to see, we get to get this. Wait for the holidays to get that present. Wait for the holidays when we get to go skiing. We live for that. Well, when I got breast cancer, I wanted to live. A year after I had my double mastectomy and reconstruction, I got large lymph nodes. I had to create a holiday. I had to create a weekend. And so I had to create something that was a dream. And so I went on the web. My car was getting too many miles. And I realized that I, you probably heard this story. I wanted to, um, when I retired, never realized that I didn't want to retire. I never really realized that my life wouldn't be normal. <laughs> I always thought that I would be normal and never realized that I wasn't going to be normal. Um, that someday I would retire and pay off all my student loans and I own a Porsche. And as I was looking on the web for a new car, I realized I might not live that long. So I started looking at the new Hondas. I didn't like them. And then I looked at the uh, Toyotas and I thought I couldn't buy a Toyota if I was always a Honda person because that would be defecting. You know, you're loyal. Hondas and Toyota people don't mix. They, they sit on opposite sides of the church. 
I didn't like the Audis and I ended up at the Porsche site and you can buy, you can build one. So I built one, picked the tires out, picked the colors, picked the interior, leather, not leather, the seats. It can get quite intricate. Monday morning, I drive in to the dealership, Morong dealership in Falmouth. And I open up my car door and all the orthopedic pillows fall out. And then the guy comes out, Jeff, and he says, can I help you? You know how they are? They're very excited. They want to sell you a car. And I said, I want this car. And I hold up all the specifications. And he looks at me and he looks at the bobblehead. And he looks at the orthopedic pillows. And he looks at the Honda. And he says, are you sure you don't want the Volkswagen dealership? He's being nice, but he knows. I said, oh, no, I want Porsche. He said, why? I said, because I have bilateral lymph nodes and I've had breast cancer. And I want to live long enough to pay it off. That's my holiday. My holiday was I wanted a car every day. I wanted a vacation every day. I wanted a holiday heaven every day because I didn't think I'd live long enough to get there. And so I got a second mortgage on my house, which is hard. A lot of people would buy something big and say, I'm going to die anyway, so screw you. No, that wasn't it. I wanted to live long enough to pay it off. And five years later, my holiday came. Many people wait for the holiday to get their gift. They say, I'll wait until I retire. I'll wait till Christmas or the holiday. I'll wait till the weekend to do that. That's why it's madness. I'll go to heaven when I die. That's mania. It's not a normal mood. Normal moods are a mixture of ups and downs all day long. You stub your toe, you go, ow, and then you go, oh, let's pet the kitty. It goes up and down all day long. You don't just have a moment of bliss during the holiday and bliss during the weekend and then miserable during the week. So five years later, I get a piece of paper in the mail. Oh, the other thing I did was I started studying the Torah, the Talmud, the Zohar, and Hebrew. I got myself a Torah teacher, which is murder, given the fact that, I mean, it's not murder, but it's difficult, given that I'm dyslexic, it's very hard. And I continue to study it to this day. It's 2023 almost. I basically turned my house into a yeshiva. If you were here, you'd be tripping over all the books. And so, um, because I wanted to live long enough to complete it, which means I'd have to live forever. So five years later, I'm still studying the Torah, which, of course, I've incorporated a lot of that information, the, the uh, Zohar, which is Kabbalah, into my five, seven-day uh, medical intuition training program. Teaches you a lot about how to heal yourself from a life-threatening, uh, stuck-in-your-life health problem. So five years later, I get this piece of paper in the mail, and I'm real upset because it has Porsche on the envelope, and I don't know what it means. So I ask a friend, what does this mean? And she says, you're stupid. And I went, no, I'm not. I don't know what it means. She said, it's title. You own the car. You own a Porsche. And when I own a Porsche, that meant Christmas came in the mail. It was holiday. I had gone to heaven. You think that was it? I was going to get my gifts? I had to have heaven every day. I had to live every day. I had to have a future goal. Otherwise, it's madness. You have to live every day. You have to have a purpose. Something to live forward to and to live every day. It's a paradox. That's called a dialectic. It's... Um, Mindfulness. You want heaven every day and you want a holiday. You want the craziness of giving someone a candle and going, 
happy holidays, even though it's a stupid candle. Because you want to give them something. Anything. I pie people. I send them pies. Because I think of a clown throwing a pie at someone. So I pie him. And I send them a message that says, you've been pied. So I took my car to the dealership and I turned it in and bought another one with a second mortgage. My friends think I'm crazy. Recently, I had a little trouble with the car. I blew a fuse. I tend to have electrical problems. And the dealership knows me. They know me really well because I've bought, now it will be almost five Porsches. The recent one is Miami Blue. And that stands out like an incredibly sore thumb in Maine because there's no Miami Blue in Maine. It's not Miami and it's not blue. But it definitely looks holiday. And it definitely looks madness. And it looks F-U-N, fun. It looks like a holiday all day long. Every day, all year long. It makes me feel alive. You don't have to get a Porsche. You don't have to wait for the holidays, Christmas, Hanukkah. You have to save it up. So that you have to have this frenzy which is madness and then anticlimactic afterwards. You can do stupid little craziness things all year long, all year long. Frequently I'll buy somebody something, something stupid. Why did you do that, Mona Lisa? I don't know. Recently I met somebody and um, She was all upset. She got an astrology reading. And they said, be careful of March 8th. And, I, and she was all upset because she said she didn't understand what that meant. And she was all nervous about March 8th. I went, you didn't find out why? You didn't find out the aspect? You didn't find out anything? She went, no. I said, so you're going to sit there all anxious all day long about March 8th? Yes. I said, this is what you do. You, you pull your chart. You pull the uh, transits. And you're going to learn what you're trying. You're going to learn how to read transits, and you're going to find out what's different about March eighth, so you can understand. And she said, "Okay, I'll do that." But I knew she wasn't going to do it. So in front of her, I said, "What's your birthday? Where were you born? What hemisphere?" And I put it in, and I ordered for it, her for it, and I paid it. And she said, "What are you doing?" She's richer than Roosevelt. I said, "I'm buying it for you." She said, "You don't have to do that." I said, "Yes, I do." I said, happy holidays, shop early, avoid the rush. I say that all year long, shop early, avoid the rush. Have a holiday every day. Don't have madness. People will accuse you of giving. Why are you giving me this now? Just say, shop, I'm shop early. I avoid the rush. People will accuse you of being crazy. You say, I live each day as if my last. I don't wait for the weekend and I don't wait for the holiday. People know that I've had difficult health. People say even that you're very, you know, if it weren't for bad luck, you'd have no luck at all. Actually, I think I'm one of the luckiest people. Why? Well, it happened when I was 12 when I had my first final fusion. But the, I think the, the, it really began when I was 19 and I really started falling asleep everywhere. And um, I was standing in line at Brown. And I next thing I know, I woke up. I was in the cafeteria and I had a uh, tray of food. No, I didn't have a tray. I was standing in line with glasses and a plate, forks and knives, waiting to get food in line at the cafeteria. And next thing I know, I'm surrounded by glass, broken glass and water and ice. I had fallen asleep standing up. Everything was broken. I was standing in line in glass. So I realized, you know, this might be a little abnormal. <laughs> I went to the hospital and 
they um, planned an admission for me to evaluate why I was that way. And the admission diagnosis was tentative hypothalamic tumor because the hypothalamus controls sleep. And I wasn't an idiot. I knew the hypothalamus was in the brain. So they were saying maybe I had a brain tumor. And so I went back to Brown to call my parents. Needless to say, I was really upset because for two weeks I had to think about maybe I had a brain tumor. That was when my holiday began. That was when I no longer lived for the weekend. Everybody lives for the weekend. Nope. It began then. I had two weeks to live before the Damocles was over my head of whether I had a brain tumor. So every day I had so much fun. I still study. I still did all my work, but I went biking. I did everything. And I remember my mother, God rest her soul, said, you're not acting normal. And I said, right, I'm having a lot of fun. Because I'm living each day as my last. Maybe this is two weeks. Two weeks before thinking I have a deadly illness. She said, you're making no sense. I said, precisely. You're acting crazy. I know. It was the best two weeks up to that life as I was just pre-med. I was pre-life. And then, of course, it wasn't a brain tumor. It was an incurable, untreatable sleep disorder. There was no medicine for it, which set the scene for a struggle. Six years, but it didn't matter. I just kept living that way because I was having too much fun. I always have. And I've always given people shop early, avoid the rush. So at this stage of my life, I don't have a lot of money. I give them a lot away. I buy things for people that make no sense. Every day is a holiday. Has that contributed to health problems? Or has that helped me treat the ones I've had? Has that helped me break the odds? Have all my life I've shopped early and avoided the rush? They say that there's no heaven and there's no hell that there are multiple dimensions and there is heaven on earth and that people live in hell. All I know is, yes, there is such a thing as overgiving. I get it. I don't understand. I have to figure out how not to do that. It is wrong to over-tithe. You're only supposed to give up to 20%. And overgiving is not helpful for the breasts. And I have had breast cancer. <sighs> However, I certainly find giving more fun than receiving. It is truly heaven on earth. And it is like a holiday every day of giving a gift. So, we are in the midst of holidays. We are giving gifts. Think about, do I really have to wait to condense it to this stupid time to do it? Or can I do it? Can I shop early and avoid the rush? Use that as a phrase from now on. Because understand that when they open that package that you give them, you get opiates, which medicate your pain, which medicate your health. People wonder, how am I still walking around with one disc? I shop early, avoid the rush. I live in heaven. I live in the weekends. Shop early. Avoid the rush. 
and have a wonderful, happy holiday every day. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and this is Healthy Living Intuitively with me podcast. We're taking your calls 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475 for a free mini reading right now. If you want a private reading the rest of the time, Go to www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, or call 207-846-6475, 207-846-6475. What is a reading? Knowing only your name and age over the phone, I describe a specific emotional situation in your life that I see aggravates your health. And then knowing only your name and age over the phone, I describe your physical body, head, eyes, ears, neck, thyroid, heart, breast, lungs, every organ system looking for the presence of health or disease. I give you an array of solutions how to change the emotional issues that aggravate your health. And I give you solutions on how to make the symptoms better in your body as well. Do we cause our health problems? No. But our health lets us know when something in our life is out of balance. Everybody gets through crisis in our life, this is my new book, Mystical Molecules. When you get a life-threatening illness, it rewires your brain and body. It does. And to solve the problem that goes along with it, you acquire new right, new wiring, a new form of intelligence, because rational thought doesn't help you get through it. You develop more intuition and you have to connect with intuition and the divine to figure out how the hell to handle this. Like, I have to feel better about myself. I have to eat different. I have to exercise. I have to get out of this trapped relationship and so on and so on. If you lose, you know, it's like that song, Moon Shadow. If I ever lose my legs, I won't have to walk no more. So you uh, ride. Stevie Wonder is blind, but he is a hearing musical savant. So if you lose something in your life, you become a savant, an expert, a brilliant something in something else. There, you don't have to be born a savant, like autistic savant, savant genius as a result of being abnormal in something, you can acquire it. So there's some people who have a stroke in the left frontal lobe of their brain, the area for rational intelligence. When they get the stroke there, they have unbridled gifts in music and art that previously they didn't have. So the scientists say, like a gift, happy holiday, shop early, avoid the rush. Through the loss and the injury, they have acquired a gift. Through madness, happy holidays. So you might ask, how does Mona Lisa do medical intuition? Because I've lost things. I've had health problems. And you could say I'm a savant in it. I'm clairaudient, clairaudient, clairvoyant, clairsentient. But you will lose things in your life. You have had relationship problems. You may have lost a breast, a leg, a stomach, a gallbladder. Whatever you've lost in your life to acquire sanity and survive in the earth, you have to rewire your existence. I teach you how to do that. And part of that is learning intuition, learning a new way of thinking in your life, spiritually and intuitively. That's what a reading is all about. I help you find your unique genius. Does anybody have any questions? Nobody has questions. Everybody's happy about the holidays, looking forward to it. Because you know damn well there are going to be fights. It's not all rhyme roses, you know. Nobody's upset about it. 
Hey, look. From Allison to everyone, happy. She's happy. Unbelievable. Because a lot of people get depressed in the holidays. They feel alone. You look on, on TV, see everybody singing. They're all happy. You know, on the Today Show, poor Al Roker, I think he had a hip replacement or something. And then he got up a blood clot and he was in the hospital. So they're all caroling outside of his house. The poor guy looks really thin now. He wonder, is he really healthy? It's really sad. So the holidays exaggerate everything. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Nobody has any questions. Let me say I got a chat. Yes, Angie, go ahead. Unmute yourself. I can't hear you. Go ahead. Oh, my God. I, oh, my God, I can't hear you. There you go. Hello? Yes, there you are. How can I help? Okay. Um, well, I suppose I can take these off because I don't need them anymore. Um, how does, how can you tell, especially during the holidays, um, whether you are leaving a relationship, um, if it was because of them or because of you? And the reason why I ask if it's because of them or because of you, because someone like me wants to know what can I do to um, change my thinking and rewire my brain to decide if a relationship is worth leaving or not. Okay, first of all, you have a, uh, something comes up like it's somebody's birthday or it's a holiday, but you're breaking up. No sure. amount of ignoring that <laughs> is going to help. No amount. I, just under the I don't know. Wait a minute. I know. I don't know where therapy came up with this or how you can possibly put it under the rug. But if we're breaking up, we're breaking up. We can't just get through it by getting through my birthday or the other one is Valentine's Day. Now, that's a lot pantload of fun so how are you going to possibly ignore that because both of you have unless one of you is shallow in the shallow end of the pool okay and doesn't really take things seriously or it's not an issue for them or they're thinking about other things or they're not aware of it at all Sure. But if it's you have strong feelings about it, which you certainly do from mm -hmm. this, and the other person seems like they're walled off, removed in their work, I don't think they're aware at all. <laughs> okay. Really? So, no. Or so it's, it's that. Less, it's less of an issue for them. Oh, okay. So my point is that feels like the situation I've always been in. So for me, I can't get through the holidays and ignore it. And they're like, they'll be like, let's go, you know, to the to the church or let's go to see yeah. the lights. And Public there's fair. no change in the expression of the face. There's no nothing. It's everything is the same when you're like, wait a minute now. This is like screwed up. Yeah. This is like screwed up. So you can't just go as if we didn't just have that conversation. You didn't just blow me off. That involves. Imagine that you have. Um, a floor and a rug. It's perfect. It's a perfect example. You have a wood floor, which is real emotions. 
and then put somebody puts one of those cheap throw rugs on top of it. We all need a well, no, a reasonable rug. Okay. This is a reasonable relationship. It's not cheap. Who's no, a reasonable no, you no. got it from LL Bean? Nice, reasonable rug. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. However, there's dirt that's accumulated around the floor. Yeah. And it got swept under the rug for the holidays. You can't ignore it because you're not a person that can just walk on by because every time you walk on the floor, on the rug, you hear the dirt. That's why I'm hoping you can say, what are some good ways to rewire my Wait a minute now, because (laughs) some people have sensitive feet and other people don't. And they just say, put on shoes. It's not a big deal. You don't have to, you don't have, don't go barefoot for the holidays, put on shoes and you won't feel it. And then after the holidays, we can deal with this. And you don't have, what is it? A facade. There was a famous, there was a famous, um, poet named May Sarton. She called it primary intensity. She's, what she's saying is the frontal lobe, the rug. That there are people who have an adequate rug that their boss may have been rude to them, but they have to, um, they need that job and they can stay there for another decade and act like it's not a problem at all. You and I can't. We drop a kidney, we get an ulcer, or we burst into tears and have to run out of the room. We wouldn't last more than two months. We'd have to do something about it because we have less of a facade. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, and I can see because your face is all red. That's why I don't do reading. And it's not even the lighting. I know it's not the lighting, it's your face. So my point is, that's why I don't do readings, seeing somebody. I know only your name and age. I don't, when I do the reading, I'm not looking at you. I look at your head, eyes, ears, neck, thyroid, heart. I see problems falling asleep and staying asleep. I wonder if you have sore throats, raspy throats, Increase susceptibility of having upper respiratory tract, infections, allergies, things around your throat. I look at your heart. Things that hang out on your chest, whether it's a cold, a flu, something hanging on your chest. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. That when you eat, it gets stuck underneath your rib cage. It's hard for food to move through your gut. So you get abdominal distension, bloating, and you feel really distended and uncomfortable. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. Then the frustration, you get bloated. It changes your estrogen progesterone. And then you're more likely, if you're still having periods, to get heavier periods and cramps. And then your skin, I was looking at you, I can't, sorry. Your skin gets, um, because the frustration goes to your adrenal gland, your adrenal gland takes whatever body fat you do have and converts it via progesterone to excess amounts of estrogen, cortisol, and androgens. The cortisol makes bacteria overgrow in your gut, your bowel, abdominal distension and bloating, but also in your skin. And then the androgens and excess estrogen make you more likely to have skin issues. However, it also makes you have cysts in your pelvis and heavy periods. You can't pretend because... you feel like you're being held hostage and you feel like you're being held control, being trolled 
and it makes you feel inauthentic. Mm-hmm. You don't sure. want to be held in the holidays with inauthenticity. You'd sure. rather be alone than inauthentic. Well, this person doesn't want to be alone because it would mess with their image. Yeah. It's important that they have somebody with them in the holidays because of their image. You don't give a flying flip. No. I'd so rather you are a, you are a product. You are an accoutrement. Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do not know what changed. Your face changed. What it means is, and that's why you're angry and now you're smiling. An accoutrement means peanut butter and jelly. You think I could have peanut butter alone. Or I could have jelly alone. I don't have to have peanut butter and jelly. Sure. Uh -uh. This person can't go to a party alone. It makes them feel socially um, lower social status. Sure. So you make them fit in. It would make them feel less competent socially. That's it. And you don't want to play along with that role. You realize you're just an accoutrement. You're jelly to that person's peanut butter. And you're smiling. Yeah. Look at the smile on your face. Well, um, Because yeah. then you realize, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to be this person's peanut butter. I'm not going to be their um, hat and mittens. Yeah. Yeah. Even Laverne and Shirley used to go out separately. Yeah. That's the problem. They don't want to do the holidays alone. Sure. It would make them look bad. And you're sure. like, it would make me feel bad. Yeah, I know. No, but okay. that's my point. Got it? With them, it's how they look. With you, it's how you feel. Got it? That's why I said they're doing superficial. Now you're mad. Now your jaw is sticking out. Got it? That's the madness. No, no, you do. That's the madness. They want to just, this is an example. Some people, I listen to Dr. Laura, so I admit it. This is a perfect (laughs) example. People, same thing with the holidays, same thing with the wedding. They save up for a year for a wedding. They put deposits on everything. They get to the morning of the wedding. Mm -hmm. They're at the end of the aisle. And the daughter tells the parents, I can't do it. I don't want to get married. And what does the parents say? The mother says, you're getting married. Everybody's here. You can always get divorced. Hmm. My point was, it wasn't because of how she was feeling. It was because of how it looked to the family. Oh, Do you get it? So she had to get married because it would look bad. She would have to leave him. And that's embarrassing. Forget about the trauma of having to marry someone, then divorcing. Forget about all that stuff. Nope. Do you get it? I do. So, yeah. So my point is, is that you don't want to go through the season. It's more painful for you to be inauthentic than to be a plus one. Well, yeah, yeah. I know that's, yeah, yeah, but this person, that's what they want and you don't want to go along with it. So you have to have somebody teach you how to do that because this isn't the first, this isn't your first rodeo. You've been doing this all along. I know, so like- No, 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 you don't. What are the therapies? No, 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 no. Insight is acquiring knowledge with a change in behavior. If you know it- you wouldn't be doing it anymore. I'm not saying I don't do this. I'm not saying every other person doesn't do this. I'm saying you say, you know, you don't know because you would know with your mouth and your feet. Okay. Um, What is the name of the therapy that I can look into? It's a class. It's a class. One class would be DBT. It teaches you how to say something to someone 
at the right time with the right amount of intensity. Sure. Because you have a problem with a skill they have. It's an assertiveness skill called dear man. It's fifth center. It's neck. That's why I said um, in your reading, you had problems with throat, neck, upper respiratory tract, that you would have trouble saying something to them at the right time when you first noted it. You would hold it in. You would get verbal constipation and then you get diarrhea. Right, you yeah. do it ahead of time. So now's we... the time, not if you're going to do Christmas, Christmas Eve. I'm not going. That's it. I'm done. I'm putting uh, down the panela. That's Portuguese for plate. Uh, I'm not getting in that car. <laughs> that creates a fit. No, yeah. you do it now. It's December. You could have done it before, but now you're like, I don't know how to do it. Blah, blah, blah. You get someone to help you. Dear man, D, it's an acronym. I didn't okay. even know what an acronym is. D is describe. E is a mode. Don't ask me. To, I don't know. But somebody teaches you how to do this. Some page 75 of the book. Don't buy the book. You have to have someone to teach you. It's a class. Describe, emote, assert, reinforce. Dear man, uh, be Dear mindful, man. meaning calm. I usually apologize. That's not mindful. Be mindful, man. Um, something negotiate is in there somewhere. Um, there's an intensity meter. That one zero is don't ask, don't tell, which is what you do. You go zero and then you go warp 10. That's pretty much my household. We yeah. don't, ask, don't tell. And then there's blasting involved. So there's a zero, which is don't ask, don't tell, no volume, no intensity. And then 10 is warp 10 and take no prisoners. Right, 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 right. So you so have, you, you increase the intensity and volume after factors to consider is this the right time? I mean, is this person having a bone marrow transplant? Is this their last Christmas or holiday on earth? Oh, it's my mom. Well, you understand what I'm saying. I do. There's ways of handling these things, um, making a cameo appearance, blah, blah, blah. There's ways of asserting oneself in a gradual fashion. There's pruning. There's a weaning, lowering the dose there is um, like what you do with radiation is increased distance, decreased time of exposure. There's sure. lots of ways of handling this so that you, um, you don't have to be authentic all the time. You can learn how to um, be yourself in the midst of a family situation with low dosages. Yeah, that'd be nice to... No. I know, but you can do that with DBT. You can actually learn things like, pass me the peas. How about those red socks? <laughs> That's a great shog you got there. I could do that for about eight minutes before I have to go in the bathroom and stab myself with a fork. Right. But that, right that's here. why they say holiday heaven or holiday madness. Yeah. Because that's really hard. I mean, a lot of people can't do that, but you have to learn how to do yeah, that? I want to learn how because this it's like right here. I well, right here. you're gonna to have to do that. That's called um frontal executive function. It's the rug. Learning how to certain amount of time you have to have a rug on the floor, and sometimes dirt has to be underneath there. Because if someone's come, say, for example, Oprah was coming over, right? Mm -hmm. And you just had a fight with your mother, and Oprah's right there, she's at the door caroling. You're going to throw your mother out the back door? No. If there's floor on the, if there's dirt on the floor, are you going to say no, Oprah? You can't come in right now. No. You're going to tell your mother, "Hey, Oprah's there. I love you. I love you a lot. Be nice, <laughs> right? Because she needs to be there." And you throw the dirt under the rug, and everybody's lovely, lovely, lovely for a certain amount of time until Oprah leaves. At which time you say, Mom, wasn't that great? And then you have a nice time and you eat some lemon meringue pie, and it's all lovely. And you use it as a uniting experience. Oh. And the dirt isn't that bad because it's under the presence of an activity we've all shared. Right. That's the other thing is you do things like put a puzzle together. That was what I said is you have a united, neutral, events you certainly don't talk about vaccinations or what's going on in florida or book um things oh my god she lives in florida well i'm just telling you you don't bring any of that up 
You don't bring up governors or GOP conventions or Democrat conventions. That's exactly what I've been doing. Because I'm telling you, the more I talk to you, the worse this is going to be. You don't say any of that. You don't. If you're going to talk about Florida, you think about nice things. I actually oh, could uh, probably avoid Disney, too, because there will be a problem there. So you say, you know, I love the beaches in Florida. Florida is a wonderful state. The people are wonderful. And you leave it. You might say, I've heard the villages are lovely this time of year. That's a nice yeah. area. Right. Yeah. Um, I saw a show on City Confidential about Carnies. They live in this place. Um, yeah. There's a murder there, a claw guy. You bring up something that everybody watches, which is uh, crime. This is okay. how you get out of holiday madness because people love uh, true crime. A right. lot of people do. Some people don't. But that, you know, just you don't have to like something to talk about. It. One of the things I do once a year, I'll sit at a bar and I'll listen at the football game. I'll just listen really closely and I'll watch the prompts go by. This is how I get through holiday madness. I watch the prompts go by. They'll talk about, you know, who the the big quarterback is that year. Or Heisman. Sure. Who's the Heisman people that they want? Yeah. Okay? And then who is most controversial, who got kicked out, okay? So that's good for about a year of vapid conversations during the holidays. So you'll be sitting there during the holidays and someone will go, somebody will say something controversial. Right. Right? And you'll go, yes, but what about that guy during that game? Did you see that game, the kid in middle, middle school? He turns to the left, and out of nowhere, he throws the arm and he gets it at the buzzer. Did you see that? Now, that was amazing. And everybody goes, yes, I saw that on the web. And that distracts from that stupid conversation where someone was talking about God knows what. That, what that is, is it's called the shiny object defense. What you do is when someone is saying crazy, you bring up something that everybody knows about that's neutral that's on the web that was like that middle school kid that threw the ball at the buzzer and it got in the goal and the basketball the other one is those monkeys the mother monkey had a baby and it had a c-section so you yeah. somebody says something and they go i think it's terrible what people are doing to somebody who's running for whatever right whatever and you can see people's, it's, I call it the positive nostril flare sign, okay? That you can see their nostrils start to flare mm, like a mm -hmm. bull. So that means, <laughs> no, I'm serious. And then they reach for something and you just know that those are fighting words, okay? And it's usually with a clenched fist. So they go, what do you mean? And you go, which reminds me did you see, <laughs> which is a non sequitur, has nothing to do with it. Did you see that monkey who had the C sanction? And they'll correct you because they're aggressive. They'll go, it was a chimpanzee. You go, yeah, I don't know anything about monkeys. All I know is <laughs> because they're still aggressive and they've had much, many right. yeah, 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 yeah. They All I know is they had a C section and the mother didn't see the baby. And you know all that stuff about separation. And you add oh, a little yeah. humor, but you add a little bit of stupidity to like you don't know what you're saying. So they can correct you and they can use their aggression to correct you. And you let them because you don't care. You just want them off of what they were about to create a fight. Yeah. And what you do is you're secretly feeling really great because it's slight manipulation, but it's slight peacemaker. And you're thinking, I might get a Nobel Peace Prize over this. And you mm -hmm. say, and so what was amazing is you watch the video and they have the mother sedated after the C-section and they have the baby sitting there out of the bassinet and the mother's depressed and you see what happens to a mother, just like real mothers when they don't yeah, see their no, babies. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you see the little baby arm come out of the bassinet and the mother sees the arm and she snaps out of it, runs to the bassinet. And everyone now is listening to your very animated conversation and they have forgotten the nostril flaring and the argument was about to ensue over that political thing. Sure. Now they're like all thinking about when they got pregnant 
or when they didn't have their baby or when you didn't call them that Christmas or whatever. It doesn't matter because everyone has their hallmark moments of when the baby's hand comes out of the bassinet and the sure. mother sees it, they said, yes, I saw that. I cried. And then the other person on the other person on the other side of the, the table, you don't like either. You don't get along with, they start crying and they soften up and everyone goes, I saw that. Wasn't that amazing? And then the person that was about to kick somebody goes, that had 7 million likes. Cause they always know numbers. They're very detail oriented and very analytical. Right. They said that had 7 million likes. Can you imagine? Then they'll say something. They'll start to go negative. Yeah. That kind of thing gets 7 million likes when something important, you can't yeah. get anybody yeah. to pay attention to it. You go, well, you know, that may be. But it tells us a lot about the quality, importance of the family system. And they will go, exactly family values <laughs> get the whole thing you wrap it around because usually that person is about family values and you're like that's why we got to get back to family values so you're back on you really are espousing their political point of view and they're then awfully confused because they thought you were a liberal and now right. you're talking about conservative right. and they don't know what right. the hell's going on right. and you're like right. and then you're like i think it's time for dessert and the conflict is over and they don't even know what you just did yeah. so you got it i'm i'm gonna look into the you deer man 10 and min you look like you just lost 10 years of life on your face because okay. you understand what i just did i, I used did version i, I could see it i could see it. comedy while you're doing it yeah i used a hell of a lot of intuition and I did preparation because I am socially anxious and phobic. When you're anxious and phobic, mastery helps you prepare for the event. So if you're scared about going to a family dinner or your family meal, that's okay. Prepare. Going to Make a map on a piece of paper of all the people involved and think about what kind of shiny object you're yeah. going to talk about that you can. I'm going to. Before um, Christmas. It's not manipulative. It's um, it's not union. It's it's not a diversion because they'll be smart. They will see it. It's a union thing. You see how I did it? It's like precisely Good. that woman mm -hmm. snapped out of her depression because she united with her child, which shows you how important family values are. And they're like. Right, absolutely, which is what Florida is all about. <laughs> You're like, exactly. And they, yeah. that's, they're like, except they, for the county. Very, that, that, don't bring it up. Don't bring it up. That's where you have to put, that's why you tolerate the dirt under the rug. There ah. is a point of having a rug. Just let it go. Front, that's it. Frontal lobes and rugs are important because. There's always some dirt. Oh, the purpose of just, it is has to be underneath there because basically the world, this is Kabbalah. When the world was created, first there was darkness and then good, the light came in and it filled it up, filled it up, filled it up. And then there was a big bang. And the, because the darkness could not contain the light. And the world is filled with some darkness and some light. And all of us has some bit of a problem. All of us have something yeah. wrong with us. And all of us are a little argumentative and got a little bit of a chip. And then all of us have light. If you take- I'm not losing us, my authenticity by- um, No, you're not. Re, by, by, by doing this. I- I am I am cleaning want, or clearing myself and no, being more no. true to myself by peace, not. If you want peace on earth, which is the season, peace on earth, goodwill to all men. Peace really means in Hebrew is shalom. It means whole. That means all of us together with parts of our chips, 
all of our little things, all of our argumentative pieces, if you put all of us together, we create a whole. Peace on earth, shalom. Goodwill, because what I was doing was trying to create goodwill. Yes. To all. To all. To all. There is a place for everybody, for the world, the universe, to become whole. There is a place for everybody at the table. Yes, there is. And what I got you it. Do, the light bulb went on. Do, peace on earth, goodwill to all. I got it. And if, if, that's shalom, whole. And if, to do that, you have to have Yetzirah, some dirt underneath the rug, mm -hmm. and some light above the rug. That's sure. the whole. It has to, to, for the world to exist, you have to have both. You can't just say, I don't want the rug, and I want no dirt. It doesn't work that way. Got it? I got it. I'm going to look into Dear Man and DBT. And I'm not uh, saying I do well with this. I'm just saying you can't. Those are tools. Bye, lovey. Do you understand? I, I do. And I thank you for validating that I'm not losing my authenticity by saying. No, you're not because you have to. Stop being so crazy about whatever you you're talking know why? about. Makes you no want to know why? Listen, how many genes do you have? You have 46. 23 See? of them come from who? Mom and 23 from right. dad. So the more you don't like her is the more you don't like who? Oh, yeah. So you Me. can't do that. Me. Yeah, no, I got it. You have to, if you love yourself just the way you are and you want to be better, it's a paradox. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and autoimmune problems, Missy, are problems with tolerance. Allergies are problems with tolerance. So for you to have a safe immune system, feeling safe and secure, there you go with the mouth. I can see it. You have mm -hmm. to be able to have distress tolerance to observe, describe, and allow peace on earth, goodwill. I love mm -hmm. myself just the way I am, and I want to be better. If that's true, yeah, then you have to, short of her selling you into prostitution and beating the hell out of you, still, you don't have to have her on her lap if she does that to you, but you can still love her just the way she is. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing. Because if you don't, you will be hating on you and it makes yeah. you sick. It doesn't yeah. mean or excuse what she's done to you. No. But you still. It's not easy. No, I can I can see that. Uh, now Understand that I if not for who she is. If not who she is or was the miracle of you wouldn't be who you are now absolutely so therefore peace on earth goodwill and you don't have to tell her all that you no. leave some of the truth the dirt under the rug leave it <laughs> thank you Thank you very much. I hope that helped other people because. I'm sure it does because it, I bet you. No, you're right. Nobody else has any problems at the table. <laughs> hmm. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively with me, Dr. Mona Lisa. Have a great day. Be well. Do right. Live brilliantly. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth 
and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.